Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! This is the Game Managers Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. My name is Mick Norris, and with me, as always, are my good friends, Alabama fan Aaron Patterson. Hello. And Auburn fan Justin Knight. Uh, How's it going? Aaron's here with me in person today. That makes my job so much easier. I don't have to edit three tracks, just two. It's lovely. Being held against my will. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I could see that, actually. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today, a lot of coaching news. We're going to talk about the Heisman Award winner that came out uh, last night. Aaron, did you watch any of that? Nope. You didn't miss much. Everybody <laughs> knew it was going to happen. Neither did I. Uh, we're going to talk some basketball, um, Alabama and Auburn, and then uh, quickly preview the bowl games for each of those teams coming up. Uh, but first, let's start out with um, some coaching news, if you don't mind, Justin. Mm, okay. Uh, Miami has signed um, Oregon coach Mario Cristobal to a 10-year, $80 million contract after firing Jeez. Manny Diaz. I didn't realize it was uh, 10 years. $80 million? $80 million. I feel like that's low compared to the others that's been going around. Yeah, well, I guess he's not as proven as others, you say. Yeah, but for me to go from Oregon to Miami... Well, he's I think he's from Florida, so he's back care. in his home state. Yeah, yeah. He coached no, no state tax? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's true. Um, because of that, though, Oregon had to look for a new coach. They actually called Chip Kelly. Um, <laughs> How embarrassing. That, that didn't work out. I don't it, think it's embarrassing because it's not like they fired him, though, right? Right, he he left voluntarily. Yeah. No, so. but, they're, but it's embarrassing from Oregon, though. They're, they're, they're like calling him back like, oh, please, we miss you. I think it's smart because half of them that should call their old coaches back don't because yeah, they feel like too much pride. Too, yeah, too much pride. It didn't work out anyway because they ended up hiring Dan Lanning from Georgia, mm, uh, their Georgia's the defensive coordinator. Uh, it worked out for Arkansas hiring a uh, Georgia yeah, unknown. Yeah, it's true. Um, but Lanning will not stick with Georgia during the college football playoff. That's going to leave the defense oh. up to a good old Will Muschamp and Glenn Schumann. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, Works out uh, for Alabama. And Michigan, yeah. So uh, that might be tough. I mean, Kirby's obviously a very defensive-minded guy, but uh, that could, uh, that, you know, he's got other stuff to do too. He can't just sit there and focus on the defense, can he? So that will be interesting. Um, uh, and more coaching news, former Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott has left Clemson to be the head coach at Virginia. This leaves Dabo without his athletic director, offensive coordinator, or defensive coordinator going into uh, 2022 season already on a um, a disappointing year. Uh, so that could be that Dabo's going to get tested next year. It's going to be interesting to see who he hires and what comes from that. He's going to get a, Dan a, Mullen as an OC. Hey, I'm, I'm sure he's caught him already. Yeah. Uh, uh, Navy. Um, has upset Army this past weekend, seventeen to thirteen, to finish the year four and eight. Did you guys watch uh, that game at all? I, I had did. It on the background. Yeah, I had it on the background as well. Yeah, I did watch it. Uh, yeah. That was fun. 
Uh, it's always fun to see an upset. Yeah, I mean, and they actually that, threw it a pretty good bit in that game, surprisingly. I yeah. was pretty shocked. Because yeah. last year, I think they only threw it three times. Um, and, of course, the big news of the week. Bryce Young becomes Alabama's first ever quarterback to win the Heisman, making it back-to-back Heisman winners for the Tide and the fourth since Saban took over. I've got some numbers here about that. Um, so... Bryce Young got 684 of the first place votes. Nobody else even cracked 100. The closest was Aiden Hutchinson with 78. And in third place for the most first place votes was Will Anderson, who was not invited to New York. Yes. Yeah. So Aiden Hutchinson had the second most first place votes? He did with 78. Why? 610 less. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I, I mean, sure. Yeah. I just, I just want there to be more recognition for defensive players in the Heisman. In tenth place was Brees Hall, who got zero first place votes. Oh, nice. <laughs> was he a running back? I don't know. I don't have that information in front of me. Hmm. I know he got five second place votes and seven third place votes. Does that help you at all? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Um. That was did did, did uh, Justin? Did you watch the Heisman ceremony? Didn't watch any of it. So it opened up with um, they interviewed Aiden Hutchinson. All the guys were together, all the finalists, and um, I think it was Desmond Howard asked him, you know, what was his mindset going into the last game? He was like, you know, we're just trying to beat Ohio State. Obviously, uh, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State's quarterback, was right there. Um, and uh, I can't remember who was in between them. Maybe Kenny Pickett was in between those two. And um, I can't remember if it was Kirk Herbstreit or somebody was like, uh, I'm glad that Pickett's in between those two. They might get in a fight. And then Desmond Howard was like, uh, yeah, better than his offensive lineman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why, why are you dissing this guy in front of his coach and family? <laughs> it's, 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 this is a big moment for him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But... Uh, it was it was an awkward start. It's weird. Good stuff though. Sure. Um. So Bryce Young next year he's going to be the face of college football. Usually, whenever the Heisman winner is, they are the next year. Uh, what can he do to I guess live up to what's going to be the next year's hype? Because it's going to be more eyes on him than even this year. How long has it been since we had a Heisman winner that came back though? Oh, uh, Mark, Mark Ingram came, came back. back. Yeah, Mark Ingram. I didn't know Ingram came back. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was the... I mean, that's the last one for Alabama. I don't know if that's the last one in general. That's what I was getting at. Is this uh, Johnny, Man- Johnny Manziel came back. Yeah. Yeah. There's really? been a few. I didn't L- Lamar I Jackson came back too, I think. Did he? Yeah. Hmm. Because I don't think he was Did eligible he? yet. Um, but yeah, I, I watched it. He had a good speech, I thought. Uh, he seemed pretty humble, which is... Always nice. Every once in a while, you get a jerk up there. Uh, so that was uh, nice, I guess. It wasn't very interesting. I mean, that never is. It's always 45 minutes of backstory, and then they'd announce the winner. Some of yeah. them are, have much better speeches than others, though. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a I doubt. Like Joe Burrow, I don't really care for him, but he had a pretty good speech. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram, like we said, I, he had a great <laughs> speech. I didn't watch uh, Bryce's speech, though. Uh, it was it was it was all right. It was completely good enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, he knew he was gonna win it, so it wasn't like a super emotional thing, I guess. Uh, anyway, good on him. 
Justin, if you don't mind, we need to get into some Twitter news. Okay. Twitter news. Playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. What's bad is I think he's the least deserving Alabama quarterback that's been a finalist for it. Oh, wow. Really? (laughs) I feel like Mac Jones and Tua both had much better seasons. When they were uh, finalists. Well, Mac Jones had a lot more weapons around him and a great, much significantly better offensive line. Yeah. That's true. The yeah. offensive line I'll give to him. But yeah. he, there was a couple games where I would not have thought he would have even been a finalist because <laughs> of how bad he was playing. Yeah. Well, he'd, uh, he put the nail in the coffin in the SEC championship there. I mean, yeah, that was a different story. But. Man, I wish I could say my quarterback was so bad that he wins the Heisman. Well, your quarterback's so bad he may not come back next year. We're yeah, going to talk seriously. about that. <laughs> hey, yeah, there's there's some uh, Auburn page I follow that did some long posts talking about it, and I was like, my gosh. I mean, and he was talking about Nick Marshall wasn't as good as Bo Nix, and I was like, calm down just a second. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know about that. Well, we're going to yeah, talk I mean, all Nick, about Nick Marshall that. at least took us to a BCS championship, so. Yeah, Bo Nix isn't down. taking anyone to a BCS championship, has he? So and he never will. <laughs> And he never will. That's a fact. No matter yeah. how hard he tries, he will never get to a He'll BCS never do championship. That. It's true. Well, I don't know. He might could take someone sit in the stands, but he won't do <laughs> Well, let's get to some tweets here. This comes from at Breck McMurphy. Uh, how bad did LSU want Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher? In late November, LSU was prepared to offer Fisher an eight-year, $125 million deer, year, deal Sorry, that's thirteen million per year to come to LSU. Uh, that's three million more than Nick Saban makes at Alabama Jesus. per year. It's Is he worth crazy. that? I'm gonna say no. no, not even a little bit. No, no. What did they pay Brian Kelly? I'd rather have Jimbo than Brian. Uh, his was more reasonable. His was like, I think his was around ten million a year hmm. from memory. Still a lot of money. Uh, this comes from Tom Fernelli. Clemson is going to be fascinating in 2022. Dabo's lost more games this season than he has since 2014 and seems to be on the verge of losing his OC, DC, and AD in the same offseason after a long run of stability in the program, which all those things did end up coming true. Uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. I think that is going to be interesting. Where did the AD go? Miami. Why? Probably some more money. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Good on him, though. Cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this news, but NCAA President Mark Emmert uh, said this earlier this week. Being a university president is the hardest job in America. Yeah, mm. I, saw, I saw a few uh, retweets that were pretty funny about that. Well, at Canby1506 uh, retweeted with a quote. Uh, this is him saying, I remember when I got shot in the chest in Iraq during a 15-month <laughs> tour, laying there thinking, thank God I'm not a university president. <laughs> Jeez. Have some self-awareness. I know he didn't mean it like that, but maybe just don't say things like that. Well, yeah, don't say something so stupid. That was like, well, that's not in America, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Elite College Football on Twitter asks, I'm once again asking you, is the 2019 LSU team the greatest of all time? Chief Tomahawk responded, 
2013 FSU scored three less total points, and they ran 300 less plays in LSU with one less game. Oh, wow. Uh, obviously, nobody nobody here thinks that 2013 LSU is a better team than 2019. No, but that is a pretty crazy stat. It's right? a very interesting stat, yeah. Three less points? Yeah, 300 <laughs> less plays in, a, in one less game. Of course, that's also SEC versus the ACC in sure. that matchup yeah. and all that. Sure. That is that's pretty wild. Yeah, I thought that was a cool stat. I've never heard that before. Um, this comes from Reddit College Football. Um, this is tweeted with an article about Urban Meyer having some uh, issues with his staff, calling them all losers. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> yeah. The people he hired. Um, this is from Reddit CFB. They said, apparently being a power-tripping jerk that no one likes isn't as effective when you don't just get the best players. Yeah. And uh, the last tweet of the day comes from at Bamming Season. Everyone called Bo Nix Saban's daddy after he beat Alabama as a freshman. And now that he's transferring, I guess it's just another way for Bo to neglect fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up Twitter news for this week. Justin, we need to talk a little basketball, if you don't mind. Some basketball. Okay. Let's start out with uh, the news that broke in Auburn on Friday. The NCAA Committee on Infractions on Friday placed the Auburn basketball program on four years probation and suspended Coach Bruce Pearl for two games after saying he failed to adequately monitor former assistant coach Chuck Person. Do not promote an atmosphere of compliance. Uh, This comes after like four years um, since this happened. All those uh, players were like in eighth grade. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm glad that they didn't give them a postseason ban or anything ridiculous since there's no one really involved with the program outside of Bruce Pearl that's yeah, and it's, to do with that. It's pretty smart on their part that they did the self-imposed ban last season too. Go ahead and put that in place. Um, so yeah, they put themselves in a situation where they wouldn't get a postseason ban. So yeah, it's whatever. I mean, you know, Alabama paid Colin Sexton to pay, play basketball there, but they get what they hit them with a $5,000 fine and that was it. So, you know, it's whatever. Um, and there's probably a lot more going on at LSU. Oh, LSU, yeah. I was about to say, LSU, too, there's issues with the head coach there. They didn't do crap about it. They still haven't. Maybe they will down the road. Um, so, you know, it's fine. No postseason ban. Yeah, that's fine with me. So, because, I mean, I like the team we have so far this season. Um, so, I think it's fine. You know, it's whatever. Move on. That's a little slap on the wrist. Nothing yeah. big. Yeah. Um, Auburn did play their first game without Bruce Pearl. They got one more on the way, but they beat Nebraska 99-68. to Not much of a game there. Nope. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think it's, from what I've seen, I like how the team plays, especially on defense. Um, we've got some good, I'm really impressed with a lot of guys, because we got a lot of guys coming from the transfer portal. Um, like Katie Johnson, he came from Georgia. He was a solid player last year. Um, he's been really good on the defensive side and is very good driving to the basket, um, which is, you know, not very characteristic of an Auburn. Most of the time, we're getting a lot of three-point shots up, and we haven't had that guy that can drive to the basket. And I really like Katie Johnson. And then Jabari Smith, who's top five uh, NBA prospect as of right now. He's, I mean, he's looked really good. Dude's 6'10". He's got a beautiful shot. really good from the three-point line. Um, but it's a good all-around team. I think we got some good size, too. I like Kessler. He's a center from North Carolina. He was a top-ten prospect out of high school. So, you know, it's some good talent. 
especially with, you know, there's still a lot of young guys, but there's also guys that have come in and playing in other schools. So, I, you know, I'm excited for SEC play, and I think there's a lot of good SEC teams this year as well. Yeah, you mentioned Smith. He, he had 21 points this game. Um, but the the shots get spread around pretty well. I mean, the, uh, Green Jr., he had 19. Uh, yeah. Cambridge had 14. There's not, you know, there's obviously playmakers, but um, – yeah, and more than just one or two guys out there. The interesting thing is too is um, they're still missing Flanagan, which is he's one of you know they talk about him a pretty good bit, being you know probably one of the top players on the team too. Who's he hasn't even, he's been out with injury. Um, I know last year he had you know it was okay season, but he had a lot that he had to do fill in for a lot of players playing a position that you know he's not ten used to playing. So I think he'll you know, gel pretty good with the players and be a good addition once he gets back. Well, um, Auburn's next game without Bruce Pearl and their last one without him will be against North Alabama. That won't be much of a contest. Uh, probably a good one to not have him there for if you had to pick. Yeah. Um, ESPN projector gives them Auburn a 94% chance of winning, <laughs> um, which makes sense. Uh, again, I guess after that we'll get back to regular Auburn having Bruce Pearl back there on the uh, on the court with the guys once again yep. so that'd be nice to see again uh, like I said I, this was a thing that happened in 2017 years ago yeah I'm, I'm glad finally, they, they, they finally did something but I don't know why it takes them so long to get yeah. this together I mean whatever I think I think if they had been quicker on it and got it done within two years that the punishment might have been more severe but yeah. um, with four years I mean that's this is at this point it's their fault for not doing anything about it. So yeah, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Alabama basketball. Uh, they just had back-to-back wins over top 15 teams after defeating Houston 83 to 82 on Saturday. Um, this was a very uh, entertaining game. Ended with some Houston players flipping a trash can. I don't know if you if you guys saw that on Twitter. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Uh, you know, they threw it on the ground, threw trash everywhere on the way out. I think Nate Oates got. Uh, Went out for a handshake and never got one back either. So some bad blood after the game, but a hard-fought game that was entertaining regardless of who would have won. But uh, it was nice to see Alabama pull out the win on that one. Aaron, you were there. Why don't you tell us what the atmosphere was Yeah, Aaron, didn't you you watch the game? I was there in spirit because um, I uh, just... Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't watch basketball. I'm not there. <laughs> okay. I, could, uh, I could care less. Oh, so you're. I see, like, oh, they won and they're ranked. Great. Yeah, they are ranked good, uh, good, ninth good stuff. right now. That's so cool. And yeah. that's about as far as my basketball goes. Hey, well, <laughs> I'd rather you be honest. Yep. Um, but Alabama <coughs> coming up, since they've had a couple hard ones against uh, both Gonzaga and Houston, now they're going to be at Memphis on the 14th. Um, should be still a pretty tough game. It's not going to be easy. Uh, Alabama, I think, will probably win. But um, what do you kind of expect to see out of this one, Justin? Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't really watched much Alabama basketball. Um, wow, really? Um, That's unacceptable. Yeah, uh, considering that it's Alabama, and I'd rather have my eyes poked out. Um, yeah, I don't really care to watch any of their basketball, but I'll You're check not a out a game. Basketball fan, then. Yeah, I guess not. 
Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a good game. I think Memphis is pretty good. They have some good talent, but hadn't really shown much this year. They've already lost a few games and I think to a couple of teams they shouldn't have lost to. So, um, yeah, they're, they're five and four, but four and one at home. ESPN matchup predictor actually says that Memphis has a 53.6% chance of winning. Yeah. Um, that thing's always a bit wonky as we've discussed on this, uh, show, but, um, I think it would be an interesting game. Um, but yeah, yeah Alabama, really Alabama shoots the ball. Well, um, I don't really know much about Thanks. their defense yet. Um, I think they've given up, you know, a pretty good amount of points in some of their games, but, um, yeah, they shoot the ball. Well, they're pretty high scoring. So, I mean, you're going to see that with the team that scores higher, they're going to give up more points. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a pretty good game. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if Memphis won. Wouldn't be surprised if Alabama won. So because I would mean, would you be surprised but, if no one won? Uh, the game no, was I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. No, <laughs> You're nothing. Nothing gets by you, does it? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, heck, who knows? The there could be a scoring NCAA basketball game in the last fifteen years. Oh, is that what you're predicting? I'm just asking that's if you'd a, be that's surprised. An, that's an Aaron Patterson guarantee, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, now. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, Justin, how about you hit us with some Night Needs to Know, if you don't mind. Night Needs to Know. Probably with some of the stuff you've done before, uh, I probably wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I put ashes <laughs> in cookies and fed them to you? Yeah, because it was someday for the SEC again. That, that might make sense then. I guess just how back to that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to know how it makes sense. Now this is looking like a bad idea. Well, I, I just got one. Um, so since we're talking about old Bo Nix... So and I guess it's seeming like he's more than likely will transfer. Um, where do y'all think he'll go? Any ideas? I don't know who would want him. Yeah, where uh, could he go that makes sense? I think he's gonna go down to Miami because uh, it just seems like a Bonix place to go. He thinks uh, he could probably go down to Miami and you know um, have a few children, not be a father to them. Isn't he already a father? Suppo- uh, so allegedly. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Allegedly, he is a father. Uh, it just seems like the perfect place to go and not raise a child. Mm. Uh, but they don't They don't need a quarterback, do they? I thought own? De'Aaron King was going to uh, declare for the draft. Oh, well, if he does, then yeah, I guess they will. I mean, they yeah. probably still don't need one. I'm sure they have a better backup than Bo Nix, but... Um, this website, Fansided, they say five places he could end up. Um, well, this one says the S- SMU Mustangs, um, UCF Knights. I think we've talked about that one before. Wouldn't be surprised if he went and played for Gus Malzahn. Um, kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, I don't know their quarterback situation. but uh, South Carolina, they need a quarterback. But would you still go to the SEC? Oh, hey, know you know what? Are. UCF's actually interesting because, you know, they're starting quarterbacks transferring. That's so right. That's, that's actually that's pretty because Gus is already down there, and he was a big fan of Gus. So I don't, yeah, yeah, that, I can see that. That's pretty interesting. Uh, South Carolina, Cincinnati, or Ole Miss? Oh, he's not going to Ole Miss, right? No, he's not going to Cincinnati. No. Uh, not going to Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't know anything about quarterback scenario next year for Cincinnati. 
Um, hey, I'll, but I'll say UCF. That's heck. I, yeah, I, can I think see that. UCF's the most likely. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on right behind so yeah. So yeah, this Wait, is so. what I this is what I saw. This is uh, one of these. It was an, it's an Auburn podcast, and you know he posts some stuff about Auburn. This is what he said about Bo. You know, he posts. I mean, this thing was so long, but I'll just kind of sum up some of what he said. He said one of his quotes was, "If he had, if Auburn had him at the QB position in 2013 or 17, he performs just as well, if not better, than the QBs on those teams. So he performs better than Jarrett Stidham and Nick Marshall." Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I would much rather have Jared Stidham. He is the most powerful being in the universe. Yes, yeah, so, did. I mean, how can you not choose him? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. So my, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. He, is this, he says is this statistic. Like a, what, what podcast is this? It's just Auburn today. They have an Instagram page, and they you know post a bunch oh, okay. of stuff. Uh, let's see. He said, Bo Nix in three years as Auburn's starting QB is st- statistically a top five quarterback in school history. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh, is that, wow. Is that factual? Is he a top five quarterback of the last 12 years? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. That's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, because you've got Nick Marshall, you've got Cam Jared Newton. Stidham, Cam, of course, number one, um, Jason Campbell. Which I mean, he was almost twenty years ago. That's two thousand. You know, he was there from two thousand one to two thousand four. Um, I mean, that's a bold <laughs> statement. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's top five of the last twelve years. Sure, I'll give him that. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> going to say top five of the of Auburn history, though. No, it's only top five because there hasn't been five. <laughs> yeah, he said top five in school history. Yeah, uh, let's no, see what else he said. Down. Uh, Nick's this season was the reason we were even competitive <laughs> Nick in certain Marshall games. And Cam Newton, that's three right there. No. Yeah, he's definitely not even close to. No, no, he's and not. I close would take to Jared down. Stidham over him. So, oh that's yeah. yeah, at least I he's mean, he, consistent. Yeah, Stidham was pretty consistent. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, here's when he talks about the quarterbacks. Um, so he said Jason Campbell wasn't great until his final year. Damian Craig wasn't great until his final year. Nick Marshall great for the scheme for the scheme, but wasn't better at playing quarterback than Nick's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> uh, let's see. He said, and he's like, I wonder what would have happened if social media was as prevalent back then. Because he was talking about the criticism he receives. Blah blah blah. Uh. And that's really it. He was just talking about those quarterbacks and saying he Bonex is basically better than those guys. So, well, that's interesting, and I hate it. <laughs> I mean, it's anyway. It, I, but he was like, you know, oh, if you know, you're not a real football fan if you don't realize what Bo Nix has done for this team. Um, that was one of the comments I saw, and it's almost like you can't criticize the guy for not being a consistent quarterback, especially. And I saw someone say, which I agree with this, he was a five-star coming out of high school. I mean, you're going to yeah. be held to high standards. And he's literally the best player in, well, he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever come out of the state of Alabama. Like, yeah. yeah. In high school. And then in high school. just go to Auburn and absolutely suck. Was, uh, yeah, because, I mean, shock. freshman year wasn't very good. He doesn't have any improvement his sophomore year. And then junior year – you kind of see the beginning, but he slides. I mean, he was just so inconsistent. 
So yeah, fresh freshman year, I was impressed enough with him. I was like, okay, he's a true freshman. He looks pretty good. But then there, yeah, there was no development after that. He just no. kind of plateaued. Yeah. Never got much better. Uh, I saw we saw a little bit of development out of him this year, but not enough to justify no. three years worth. Yeah. So it's just if he leaves, okay. I don't think it's a huge loss. Yeah, my, my I'm not going to be upset if he leaves. I mean, if he leaves, so what? If he stays, so what? <laughs> we, we, we need to address uh, what the rumor is, though. So there's been rumors throughout the last month that maybe he's leaving, maybe he's not. He's even said, I don't know, the op- options are open. Then it was reported that he was staying. He was coming back to Auburn for a senior year. And now it's been, so there are rumors coming out of Auburn. It's to- completely rumors, nothing solidified, that um, he has met with Brian Harson possibly after graduation and possibly told him that he is not returning still total speculation take it with a grain of salt may not be true at all um but there is just a lot of a lot of talk around this and bo Nix isn't quelling it he's not saying no it's not true he just keeps saying yeah i don't know which makes me think he's at least considering it um like you said, I mean, I guess go to UCF. You really, you really want your last year before you go to the draft to be under Gus Malzahn, that quarterback <laughs> guru has never developed anyone. Is, yeah. is that what you want? Like, maybe yeah. wait and see who the offensive coordinator at Auburn's going to be this year. Yeah. If you get a Dan Mullen or somebody like that, yeah, maybe stick around. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think Auburn's Auburn's got a top quarterback coming in with Holden Griner out of Georgia I think who could be pretty good you still got um, Demetrius Davis that's a freshman right now at Auburn so I don't know if his concern is just not having the starting job Um, but you know like I said if he wants to transfer go ahead I'm not going to have any hurt feelings over it I don't really care Um, but I mean I'm not going to sit up there and say he's a top five quarterback all time at Auburn well, right now, Auburn is a three-point favorite over Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. Um, without, I mean, Bo Nix isn't playing that in that game regardless. He's he's injured. Yeah. Um, but if he leaves, it does. I think that locker room is affected um, because I mean, like it or not, he is the leader on that team. So if he leaves and you're kind of without that guy there. I don't know how that affects that game. I can't. I can't imagine it helps it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, most of these bowl games, depending on the team, most of them don't care to be there in the first place. So I don't think it's really sure. going to affect anything. So if he was to announce he was leaving, you know, I don't think, or if he was staying, I don't think it's going to change anything. Um, because, like I said, he's not playing. So. Um, yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen in that game. Who, you know, at this point, it's it's a pointless game. It's just uh, the Birmingham Bowl. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Houston won. I I don't know why it's a three point favorite in our uh, in our favor. So um, honestly, you could I guess, probably put put it at even right now. Really, I guess they're assuming it's going to be basically a home game because I imagine more Auburn fans will be there. Yeah, um, but. Nobody's that excited to go, are they? I mean, we're we're gonna go. I'm not chomping at the bit. I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I guess if tickets are cheap. Yeah, yeah. I'm just excited to see the new stadium. 
Aaron, would you like to go to the Birmingham Bowl? <laughs> yeah, no. come on. Uh, no, uh, I saw the stadium. It was cool. That's it. Uh, hey, you should <laughs> you should um you should get some Houston gear and wear it to the game. Yeah, uh, who's, who's playing in it? Houston and Auburn. That's embarrassing. Uh, we should we should say Aaron, your dad was in the stadium the other night playing uh, coaching for the S- for the state championship for the SEC championship. He was <laughs> yeah. the state championship. <laughs> yep, he was in the state championship and lost off of a mm. pretty wild uh, kickoff. Came down the last second. It was a great game. Probably the best high school game I've ever seen. He coaches for Hueytown, by the way. Yeah. Who did uh, who did uh, Hueytown play? Clay Chartville. Oh, of course. They uh, went and kicked off, and the kickoff hit a kid on the front line directly in the face mask and bounced <laughs> back over um, the kickoff team. Oh, and my they recovered gosh. It and then won by four. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, gr- great game, though. I mean, it was – we stayed to the – I said to the last second. Just, I mean, it was, it was very entertaining. Uh, obviously not the way they wanted it then, but just – I mean, that's just cool just to make it. So, yeah, uh, good on them. Anyway, uh, so the Birmingham Bowl, that's going to be coming up on the 28th, I believe. Yes, the 28th of December. Um, we should record our episode live from that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I said that earlier. Yeah, we should. I don't know if we hey, can. We, 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 should can... Ask, we should ask for a press box so we can get our own little suite <laughs> there or something and just record it from I, there. I wouldn't be surprised if we could pull something like that off. <laughs> I'll look into it. Uh I don't know that we can. I'll have to look into the legality of it. I don't know if we can record there because we don't have broadcasting rights. Probably but if we're not, not commentating on the game, then I would imagine it's okay. But I'll, I'll find out. We'll, we'll, I'll look into it. Uh, anyway, Auburn it might still be has so depressing you don't want to even commentate on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Auburn has a 59.4% chance to win that game according to the ESPN projector, and we'll keep checking back into that as we get closer to that game. But quickly, let's talk about Alabama and Cincinnati. Um, so some news we got this week is that Josh Job um, will not be playing mm. uh, in the game due to a foot surgery. That's not in Alabama's favor, of course. It's a big part of that defense, um, and it just makes that defense a little weaker, um, which has already struggled outside of the last couple weeks. Um, I don't think it obviously doesn't help. I don't think it's a huge blow. Because I think he has underperformed a lot of the time this year. Um, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, "Huh, maybe that's a good thing." And then I was like, "Well, <laughs> if he's the <laughs> if he's the good one on the field, yeah, uh, you'd think there'd be somebody else." Um, yeah, there's some other five star y'all can throw out there. Yeah, you you'd think there'd be someone that's uh, better than he has played the last uh, year, <laughs> really. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it could it could it could be a good thing. Or it could really hurt us. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, I don't think it hurts that much against Cincinnati, but maybe against Georgia or Michigan it does. Um, not trying to look ahead of Cincinnati because they could obviously win. Um, but I just think that Cincinnati's offense isn't as much of a threat as maybe a Michigan's. I think um, Cincinnati's going to win. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks. Uh, uh, no, but I, I do think uh, I do think they'll come out and try and try and win. Try and win. Yeah, I I'd put money on that if they would try <laughs> to win. So that'll be interesting to see if they. do I think try they're going to gonna win. play a much better game than what people are giving them credit for. Oh, I don't think it's going to be necessarily a blowout. 
but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a huge loss for Cincinnati, but I do think that Cincinnati will come out and play a good game. It's not going to be an, an absolute blowout, at least at the beginning, I don't think. But then again, maybe it will be because they, it was a blowout against Georgia. So hard to say. I thought they played well, uh, really well until the second half. Alabama. Oh, I was talking about Cincinnati. Oh, uh, Cincinnati hasn't played Georgia. I thought they did last year. Oh, yeah, they uh, played Georgia last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, last year uh, in a bowl game. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they played them yeah. in the New Year's uh, bowl. They game played them in the like, Peach Bowl. That's right. Didn't they play them like really close the whole game until like the fourth? Quarter? Yeah, it was close though. Cincinnati had a chance to win. They should have won. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to say the least. I think that. I mean, uh, the, the really the thing for Cincinnati. Um, like I said, I agree with their. I mean, their offense is just it's just okay. They have, like I said, they have good running back and forward. Um, quarterback's not bad. Riddler, he's um, he's pretty good. He can you know run It'd the ball be pretty nice well. Nice to have uh, Jerome Ford back right now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I bet y'all are wishing that. Um, but I mean, if they have you know any chance to at least keep it close, it's just going to depend on how that secondary plays. Which that's probably the big. The best thing about their defense is their secondary, um, but then again, it doesn't really matter if you're able to stand back in the pocket for you know five seconds, and Jameson Williams is going to get open at some point. So, because I mean, Alabama's O line looked fantastic against Georgia's D line, but then again, you could say Georgia's D line was a little overhyped, with especially how you know Jordan Davis was coming in. He was one of the best D linemen in the country, and he looked pathetic. Um, so I don't know. It depends on. It, it always starts at the line, but maybe they'll keep it close for a little bit. But, I mean, Alabama should win by two, three touchdowns. I think so, too. I think uh, maybe they'll go, they'll run away with it in the second half or so. But um, they could just jump out early. Who's to say? Um, but I think that wraps up all the sports talk for this week. So I think it's time we get into mismanagers. Mm, yummy. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates. Why would you ever tell someone that? Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. I've got some good mismanager stories for this week, guys. Uh, we're going to start out with one from militarytimes.com. Oh. Uh, and the, art, the name title of this article is Shellshocked, Bomb Squad Called After Man Lodges World War II Anti-Tank Round in Rectum. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a tank round into his butt? Yeah, how is that possible? Uh, well, let me just read you some of the article here. So the phrase shell shock took on a new meaning last week when a man <laughs> in Gloucester, England, managed to lodge a two-inch wide World War II anti-tank I, shell. I thought it was bigger than that. Inside his rectum. Um, the rectum's owner, who understandably chose to remain anonymous, told medical the rec- staff... <laughs> the rectum's owner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he told the hospital that the 57-millimeter round uh, became embedded inside his anus after he slipped and fell. Mm, yep. Nobody Golly. believes that, do they? No, that didn't happen. What is he doing he's... with one of those rounds just sitting around and he just falls straight on it? Yeah, he, j- he just got out of the shower, was running through the living room for something, 
The shell's just sitting there for decoration, and he just yeah, he just slipped, man. Uh, yeah. So once he got to the hospital, they had to call the bomb squad to make sure it wasn't a threat. Luckily, it wasn't. Jeez. I mean, to anyone other than himself, who who it was a threat to. Uh, this article comes from menshealth.com. Uh, politics has created a suit made from mustache hair. Mm. And Aaron, you can see the picture of it, and it looks disgusting. Itchy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have to read much more about it. It is for a good cause. They're doing it for the Movember campaign, um, which... Um, How's that a good cause? Well, the Movember campaign is like, I think it's for, it's either for men's cancer or men's something. It's, it's a good, it's, I've heard about it before. I feel like that picture is giving me cancer. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so an entire suit made of mustache here. That's disgusting, and I wonder how many men it took. Also, there's a little uh, mustache uh, here, as you can see, Aaron. Uh, cool, great design On the choice. pocket. It's yeah. disgusting. And this is a very hairy suit. It's, this, uh, it's disgusting. It would have to itch so bad. And leave hair everywhere. Uh, 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 that's one thing I find very gross is just hair. hair. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just unattached <laughs> hair is very disgusting. Especially when it's black like that. Well, speaking like of this. Like that short little, yeah. Like, you know, it's just uh, makes you think something else. It's just gross. Well, speaking of disgusting, this one comes from Newsweek.com. Woman allegedly breastfeeds cat on Delta Airlines flight. Okay. So a woman on a recent Delta Airlines flight allegedly began to breastfeed her pet cat mid-flight and refused to stop after getting caught. Um... um. An image was posted to social media. Uh, <laughs> the plane was headed toward Atlanta. Um, trying to find some more here. Uh, the message reports that a passenger in seat 13A is, quote, breastfeeding a cat will not put cat back in carrier. In response to a request from a flight attendant, the message asked that the situation be addressed by the airline's red coat team upon landing. Delta describes members of the team as elite airport customer service expor- experts. Uh, it's pretty funny. Pretty um, gross. Yeah, I was about to say a little weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, How does the cat? She had the woman swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby and was breastfeeding it. Was a hairless The cat, cat was, too. apparently this cat wasn't into it. It was screaming for its life. Oh my gosh. Well, I would, I would expect sense. that. That's what I was more and concerned with. kind of more disturbing. cat just like, yeah. okay with this? Security told her she couldn't do that again because it's weird and gross. <laughs> Okay, good. That's a good reasoning. <laughs> good on. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, I think that wraps up this uh, this week's episode. Justin, would you like to take us home? Oh, sure. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you, Aaron, for just being here. You know, we, we miss you. Yep. You know, yeah. do my best. <laughs> Uh, but hey, if you want to check out more, actually email Aaron. Just go ahead and give him a nice email and say, you are amazing, you are awesome, and you should be on every episode. Go ahead and send him that email. Oh, speaking of emails, we had an email this week. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm glad you there. said that. Yeah. Um, I don't have it pulled up, but I've got it memorized. Uh, of course you don't. So this is from, I believe it was from John, and he asked what our, uh, what our favorite uh, sport video games were. We haven't talked oh. to John before, have we? Maybe. Uh, I don't think I've ever talked to you, John. Hello, this was on John. the this was on the Facebook messages. Ah. So he he saw us on Facebook. But what is everyone's favorite sport game? 
Mm. Is it NCAA 14? Is it any of the NHL games? Is it a Madden game? Is it NFL Blitz? Is it 2K21, Aaron? It's Backbreaker. (laughs) Backbreaker's great. I love Backbreaker. Yeah, Backbreaker's pretty fun. I had it for the Um, Xbox. I always always liked uh, MLB The Show. Those were always good games. Yeah, the show's good. The show's good. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I like it quite a lot. Uh, I guess I would say either NCAA 14 or um, any of the uh, NHL games. I like the hockey games a lot. What would you say, Aaron? Probably NHL or, or actually Backbreaker on my phone. Yeah, Backbreaker was great. I wish that it was still around. They made, there's two of them, Backbreaker and Backbreaker 2. They both went to console and to phone. I think they played better on the phone. But mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was very good. Good stuff. Anyway, thank you. If you'd like to reach the show, you can thank email you, us John. at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages at TGMPod. Uh, listen to our other show, Ranked the Most Iconic Years in Sports. Yeah. We missed this week's episode, but next week, coming back with 1954. So check that out. Mm, um, good year. We haven't. We haven't hit the 50s yet, so this will be the first year in the no. 50s. The 50s, uh, yeah, good years. Uh, so check that out. Uh, anything else, Justin? Um, check out the website, uh, gamemanagers.com. Yep, thegamemanagers.com. Um, check it out. Yep, uh, but I think, yeah, that's it. I think you uh, hit all the high points there. But, hey, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate And thank you, John. We appreciate you. Yeah, we John. love you, John. Thank you, John. Yeah. Johnny boy. No? But I think that's it, yeah. He he did not appreciate that. All right, well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Adios. Where you going anyways? Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara. Sayonara.